Hello. I have an invitation to tea with the Queen. Yes, Emma's been expecting you. Please come in. I think that we just massively underestimate, especially as women, our own capability and awesomeness. And it, it's changed. It's changed my life completely. Yeah. Sometimes I think you go through this journey as a business owner and think you're a bit crazy. You're like, who am I to have this dream? Well, I just think women are hard on themselves. I wish I had been more confident in what I was capable of. But I feel like you do what feels right for you, then that's going to be always on brand. Women, our natural inclination is to be pleasers and to put other people before self. I've never had a tea with the Queen before and this is such a pleasure. <laughs> Hello, I'm Emma McQueen and welcome to Tea with the Queen. Today's guest is your quintessential side hustle success story. I'm so excited. Michelle Smith was working in a company working someone else's dream when she thought, no, I want to start my own thing. Well, she did just that and on the side, after work and on weekends. And in just a couple of short years, she's going gangbusters. Michelle is owner of Aussie Biz Chick. I just love this. It's a monthly subscription box for female entrepreneurs. Each month, you get a whole lot of stuff to help you grow through your business. It's not just any stuff. There's stationery, there are vouchers for online courses, videos, and masterclasses, and there are the latest business and personal development books. And that's how I found out about her little business, as it was back then. She asked me if she could include my book, Go-Getter. Why, of course she could. Well, her business ain't so little anymore. She's just such an inspiration and she has so much energy and business smarts. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us on Tea with the Queen. I've been very excited to have this conversation with you. I am so excited to be here and talk to you again because it's been a while since we got back in touch way back in the early days of Aussie Biz Chick. Oh man, and I've been watching your business grow. I've been watching Luke come into the business. I've been watching it all from the sidelines, cheering you on. But maybe let's start with what was the idea behind Aussie Biz Chick? Yeah, so what I always talk about this story, I feel like I have it a bit backwards, but you know, you know, one day I was on the computer and I was reading articles. Like I always like to check the news when I first go on the computer and I read this really interesting article around how subscription boxes are being starting to get really, really popular in Australia. They're absolutely huge in the US and the UK and overseas. There's literally like a subscription box for everything. And I was like, oh yeah, I haven't really heard of it down here in Australia, I want to look into it more. And so I was looking into it and I also thought, you know, what is something that I want to get month to month? You know, what is something that brings a smile to my face, but also I can use and learn and utilize. And that's how kind of the idea of business books, personal development books, is I love reading. That's my thing. And I have a very unhealthy obsession with stationery. And I was like, I'm sure others also have this, have this same feeling like me. And so that's kind of where that was born. But also, I just really wanted to work with people and help other entrepreneurs. And when I found this space, I was like, I love this. I want to be included in this. And so that's kind of the initial where it started. 
Oh, man. And you've dived in. The subscription has exploded. There's been so much. Um, I've watched the boxes go out month on month. I've been in the box. I was in a very early box. We're an early cheerleader here at Emma McQueen. And it's just amazing to watch you definitely in your sweet spot because I noticed that you've now launched other bits and pieces and you're doing amazing. I mean, you launched during COVID. It was a classic of like seeing an opportunity in the midst of a crisis, right? So how do you decide what goes into a subscription box and do customers know what they're getting? Mm, I get asked this question a lot and I like to be consistent because you want to have consistency for your members, but also for yourself too, when you're planning out six to 12 months in advance now. So what I actually do is I have categories. So I have this spreadsheet and I have categories of each month. And so I always choose a theme. So that kind of underpins every month. So, you know, when we had your book in the box, the go-getter book, the theme was like mindset, become a go-getter, right? That was the theme. So that's something that people can work on in the month. And then I usually do a book. So a featured book of some sort. And then the categories are like a main stationary item. So that's your notebooks, your planners. Then I've always got a desk accessory. So you can have cute quote cards on your desk. You know, you could have pen holders, things like that. And then I go kind of a stationary accessory like pens and things like that, staplers, you know, mouse pad. And then I always end with a lifestyle item. So you got your candles. I had cute little hand warmers. You know, when it's summer, you can do like the little fans. That might be a little bit of a sneak peek of a future month, but something like that. <laughs> you so, yeah, yeah. so, you know, by having those categories, I keep consistent, but also my members have a feel of what they can expect in the box. And it's always fun and exciting to be like, what am I going to get this next month? So it's always kind of like a present for yourself. And I think that's the really big appeal of a, a subscription box is like, you never know exactly what you're going to get, but you kind of have an idea. I absolutely get that. When we sign up new clients for our thriving women, they all get a box and they don't know the contents of the box. They don't even know the box is coming. And I always get beautiful messages from people when they receive the box because it's always a well thought out thing. So I totally get it. And I think it's just an excuse for you to play with stationery for the whole time, don't you think? (laughs) I mean, you know what's funny? This month we had a Pomodoro timer and just coming on this podcast, I found the Pomodoro technique because of your book and because of your class. Yeah. And I just wanted to let you know that because now everybody in the membership is just like, I love this. I love this idea. I'm like, yeah, I got that way back from Edna McQueen in her book, Go Getter. And she does the Pomodoro technique. So yeah, I wanted to let you know that, that that was from you. Thank you. I saw that and I'm like, oh, that looks like a fun thing. <clears throat> tell tell me who is your target market and has it changed since you started? So my target market is female entrepreneurs in Australia who one you love to read. So if you don't like reading, I don't think this box is going to be for you. And I'd say we're more kind of early startup. So you know, 5 years or less, you're still trying to work out how to do business. Like how the hell do you do business because there's so many different aspects. And also when you start a business, you find you're alone a bit. 
you know? So you're like, where can I find a community? Who can I ask for tips? And even just motivation to keep persevering and to keep going. So that's who Aussie Biz Chick is for. You want to find a community. You want to find books that's going to help you upskill. We've got a great and access to people like you through classes, right? Coming to the classes and hearing from sought after speakers. So if you want that, that's for you. If you're an entrepreneur out there, that's what Aussie Biz Chick is for you. Yeah, but not only that, you have all these amazing masterclasses, a library full of masterclasses that people can tap into, don't you? And so it's not just about getting the box. It's not just about the community. It's about being that learner, um, sucking up all that information, but also having all that information at your fingertips. It's just amazing. How did you come up with the business model and why subscriptions? Yeah, so the business model, again, was from an article I read woke up one morning and subscriptions or talking about the subscriptions, the recurring revenue model, which I quite liked because, you know, if I was to stop my business today, I was to stop marketing everything. I have a membership base of a thousand and we worked out that I would still be able to operate for five years without having to do anything. So if you could really build up that community, right, have your loyal customers, you don't have to feel like you have to try and get repeat purchases all the time. You know, you've built that base. You've done that hard work to build your community and you reap the, the benefits of it. So that's why I love that recurring revenue model. And it's a lot easier to know what you're earning as well as you go on in the months. So that's been really helpful. And yeah, I just love the model. And you look at Netflix now and apps on your phone and even Amazon. You can actually subscribe to things on Amazon right now. So I think people are a lot more looking to save time by subscribing to to items because we know time is precious these days, especially with COVID, right? And you feel like you couldn't see your family, you you miss that time. And so so I think people these days are just looking for that convenience. So that's why I love that model. Yeah, I love that model too. The thing that I would say on your social media, every month when you do the packing of the boxes, I think to myself, okay, Michelle, it's time for you to hire someone to do that. (laughs) You can't be doing that now. Can I tell you something? This is a secret. This is a, well, it's not a secret, but I have an amazing packing team and maybe I'll pack like one to two boxes just for the gram. Yeah. Um, you know, but then um, the packing team comes in, although there was one month where they all had to isolate. Yes, I saw that. For a whole week and that's what I did have to get my um, hands dirty and pack some boxes and try and get last minute sisters and brothers coming coming in and cousins coming in to help um, pack. So that was like the most, one of the most stressful weeks when they all had to isolate because of COVID. So COVID is still hitting some of us guys. Yeah. It's so funny. yeah. Oh well, not only COVID, but also the flu, right? So people have just had not had anything happening because they were inside for two years and now all of a sudden we're free and we're like getting every single thing you can possibly pick up. But I did see in your stories that your team were isolating and that you had to get hands on. I was just, I was just cringing for you. So anyway, I love watching it. And in terms of digital marketing, you know, you use social media a lot. You've got your website and your lead magnets. How do you do it? Well, I think it's important to set boundaries because in the beginning I was posting way, way more. I I don't know if people know this, but it was just like, quantity over quality so I'd say if you're going on social media just do the quality over the quantity and also for me 
It was a decision I made. I know a lot of people like to grow their business organically because they feel like they don't have to spend money. But I can say right here that paid advertising for me has been a lifesaver just in terms of time because I can pay Facebook ads to put my message out in front of people and I don't really have to do anything except set it up in in Facebook ads. Um, And I think like the scary thing is like, what if I spend $1,200 and I I don't get a return? Yeah, it's it's scary, but if you don't know, you've got to test it out. You've got to try. And I I always said like I had $1,500 for my testing budget. I got that $1,500 by renting out my my car uh, on car next door. And I got in the channel nine news and everything about it because I was renting out my car for extra cash. So yeah, I was just always trying to find a way to like get that money. And even, um, for photos, right. I hired a photographer to take some really great photos for me. That makes the website look really professional and great. It shows exactly what's in the box. So I always think time is, is money and I'd rather have the professional <laughs> do it. So I'm not wasting time trying to make it look good when I can just get a professional to do it. So yeah, with the social media, set boundaries. And if you need to outsource, try and get somebody to outsource that and get somebody in to help you out. Yeah, yeah. Content creation can suck up so it's much of so your time, much time, right? Yeah. And it takes away from actual the actual running of the business. Yes. And sometimes the return on investment is questionable. Sometimes it's about positioning or credibility in the space. But you did, you, I feel like you still do show up on social media. I'm sitting here going, did she show up more when she first started? And then what about now? And I see you all the time on social. So I don't, know, I don't see any difference. Well, there you go. So you don't see a difference. Um, but I actually have scaled back my time because if your video does, you know, if you've got a bad quality video, Instagram's not going to keep showing it. But if you do really good quality video, they're going to keep showing it. So just think that way, yeah, for sure. And you did this as a side hustle to start with, right? I remember way back you were like counting down the days to leave. I mean, I hope your corporate job isn't listening. (laughs) But, you know, you knew that you wanted to do this. Um, When did you leave the corporate world to focus 100% on Aussie Biz Chick? How long did it take and was that always the intention? I think it was about six to eight months in. And look, the universe sent me a sign because in my corporate uh, job, we had just been acquired by a really big US company, huge, huge company. And I've been through an acquisition before with these people. And if you've ever been through an acquisition in a corporate uh, setting, you've You've got people getting fired. You've got new managers coming in. You've got new teams added. And I just thought to myself, I've already done this before. I could not be bothered, like, try to settle into a new team again. My manager might change, you know. And I was like, I think this is a sign. So I'm just going to go with it. And I actually hadn't reached my goal yet. The goal was, I think, 750 members. And that was, we felt was enough for me to then first quit my full-time job. But then when this acquisition was happening, I was, Luke was like, you know what, just do it. You're never going to feel ready. I feel like sometimes. And he's like, just bite the bullet and do it. And you know what, when I did it, I could focus more on the business and we got to 750 members quicker. Yeah. So how many members were you at? If you had 750 in your mind, how many were you at when you quit? I think it was about 400. Or 450, 500. How long did it take you to get to the 750? Probably like a month, two months. Right. Oh. Because I set up some a lot of different things. Like I changed the website up. I did like offers. I did commitment plans, simplified. So a lot of different things went into it. And I don't think I would have been able to do it if I was half focused on the corporate 
job half focused on Aussie Biz Chip. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was always your intention to jump out and to make this full time. Oh, absolutely. At what point did Luke jump out? Because I remember Luke's your spreadsheet man. <laughs> he is. He loves his spreadsheets. <laughs> we love Luke. He keeps he keeps you in on track. When did he jump out? How many members did you have, and what was the decision behind that? Oh, I. You know what? It's recent. Like maybe four or five months ago from today, he jumped out, and I think we're about. Uh, like not no 800 750 literally it was seriously similar around the time I I left so he also knew that he didn't want to do his corporate job and he was like I think he looked at me and went I want to stay home and work too with with you because he was still going into the office see with my corporate job I was working from home where Luke had to keep going into the office and I think he kind of just was like stuff it. I'm going to do it too. So it wasn't long after me that he decided he was going to do it too. And he followed me through. He was like, yeah, let's do it. I was like, okay. I remember there was one Instagram story you put up and it was you picking Luke up in the pouring rain. And then, so I remember this. And then like a week later, he was like, I've quit my job. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, it was right during winter. And he had to take the train as well all of the time. And I don't know how, you know, when you take the train in winter, everybody's like crammed up. Somebody faints because they're wearing a coat and they get overheated in the train. Oh, I don't miss that. (laughs) And does he not miss it? Are you guys, how are you guys going? Because it's really interesting when you live together and work together. It's like 24 seven. Holy crap. How is that playing out for you guys? I mean, so far it's good. Touch wood. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I think I'm a little bit annoying. It's funny because he literally works right next to me. If you've seen our office, he works right next to me. And he'll be like, okay, Michelle, I'm putting on my headphones now. I'm listening to this album and I'm going to work. So don't ask me any questions. I'm like, okay. And then, of course, he puts his headphones in. I'm like, oh, what about this thing? And he's like, God damn it, I'm trying to work. And I'm like, oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, But you know what's good? We both have different tasks in the business. So he's like the operations, I'm the marketing and selling and like the learning hub and the classes. So I think by kind of, we don't get on each other's toes. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very distinct roles we have within the business. And tell me, have you put in structures like we have a meeting once a week or have you not quite up to that yet? No, we do. Actually, yesterday we just went to um, the cafe. We were like, let's get out of here. Let's go to a cafe. We had this huge strategy session. We worked out what we're going to do in the next six to 12 months, go back, what goals would we put in January? Did we achieve all those? Have we, where we want to be? So yeah, we love talking that. We love talking strategy and I love the desk we have. We have a middle desk here. And so when it's like time for our weekly meeting, we'll go, okay, what are you doing? Yep. What are you doing? And we have this shared calendar as well. So we can see what we're all up to. We do a lot of shared documents together. So yeah, I would not have been able to, I will say here, I've not been able to grow Aussie Biz Chick without Luke's help. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go, Luke. If Luke listens to Tea with the Queen, he's just got a shout out. Love Luke. Tell me, what have you learned that you would do differently if you were going to start again? Mm, Definitely. I think simple is always <laughs> better because when I started, I had at the time, and I wasn't established in the market, right? I was really, really new and I had all these different actual products. So I had the box and then I had like a mini version and then I yes. had a Learning Hub only version. This was all on the same page. Yes, and I remember. Yeah, <laughs> and 
like if you saw my ad or if you saw my unboxing, you're expecting to go on the website and see it's all about the box, but it wasn't. You go on the website and you go, oh, there's this here. Oh, wait, no, there's this one. And what happens is it elongates the time they are on the website and they're thinking, now I don't know if this is right for me. Is this one right for me? What's the price of this? Let me go here. And so it really was actually quite confusing when I when I look back at it. And the moment I kind of just went, let's just focus on the box because that's what the main sell is. The conversion rate was just so much better. It was such a, such a nice flow. And I was stressing out that I thought I needed to create so many different products for every you know person within like this niche. And it was just, no. So yeah, I'd Definitely simple is always better. And that's what I'd do from the start if I was to restart Aussie Biz Chic is just focus on the one thing. And you do have other offers now because you run, there's a course that you run about how to do a subscription box. I've sent a couple of my clients to you. And, oh, um, what? Oh, cool. Yeah, I know. Don't oh, worry, we're cheerleading all the way. Yeah, cool. And so I'm guessing that the lessons that you have in your brain about simplifying and just having one offer, et cetera, et cetera, uh, helps you when you're having creating a new offer or another offer now because you've got all of that experience, yeah? Yeah, and I think if I was to, you know, I'm even thinking, oh, maybe I will bring out a mini subscription, which is just the book and the hub, I would completely do a separate landing page. I'd probably do separate ads to it because that's just a different type of person, right? They're probably more of an online kind of person. They don't really have stationery. They're probably a bit minimalist, right? So that's a different kind of person. And so if I was to do it again, I would completely separate that, make it feel like a different side of the business. Same as my how to launch a subscription box. You know, that's for people who want to launch a subscription box. It's not just for like business upskilling. It's very niche, very niche. So yeah, it's, I try to keep it separate as possible. Well, you keep it separate and it's different target markets, right? But also one of the things that I've noticed about you is your generosity you know, you're always educating your on your socials and educating people to make sure that there's nothing, you're as transparent as what you can be. I feel like that's what's happening when I'm watching your stories. I'm like, she's super generous in what she's handing out. So I can only imagine how generous you are with a course like how to launch a subscription box and stuff. Like people must just feel so much value in those. I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, I try to be as open and honest because I feel like, why not? I I do have a paid course and that's got things like really delving deep, but, you know, I'm happy to share my marketing strategies. I want people to succeed and I want people to at least get value for free in terms of the Instagram and social media. And, you know, if you give good value for free, then they're more likely to want to, okay, she's doing this amazing content that I'm getting for free. What, what does her course have in there? It must be better. It is better. It's got like Excel spreadsheets and templates and it's crazy in there. A good <laughs> Go join up. <laughs> but I love seeing other sub box owners like using the strategies. Like I love, there was like a home decor box. She did so well, a candle box. There's so many different boxes now you can do. And I'd say get in now because they're starting to get popular here. So yeah, I love seeing it. I love it. I love watching it too. So you've said you've got about 950 members now at the moment, which is massive growth in two years. Obviously, the potential for this is huge. What are your future plans? Do you think you'll get sick of it or what? how will you keep excited about it? Mm, you know, one of my biggest things I want to do is leverage the community more. And I was talking to my one of my friends, Emily Lucent from Napoleon, where we're like, 
let's do a networking event. Let's do events right in person and get people together. Like I've got this community here and, you know, some people have collaborated on products together and and things like that. And I, and I would just love to meet people in person, in person, honestly, and do a cool event. So I, in my head, I picture it being like events and networking and everything like that. But also, you know, I'm coming out with some new exclusive products. So I've got like a, a book journal coming out. It's like an Aussie business. Yes, book I've journal. been watching. I've been watching your stories. I've been obsessed with amazing. it. I've given it to my sister to use because she's a huge, huge reader. And I'm really excited for that. I want to like try selling on like an Amazon and see how that goes. There's definitely different things I want to try. And I'm super excited, like six to 12 months. I'm really excited to see where it goes. And again, I'd like to do the the mini and see if I could get a whole new audience there. So I'm really excited. I'm not bored yet, I hope. Like, you know, sometimes I get burnt out and that's when I'm like, okay, hang on, I need to take a break and reset because I feel like sometimes you think you're bored, but you're just like burnt out from it. You just need to take a step back and then come back, which I'm still working on. I'm still working on my mind. So I'm still working on those things. And I think I will be for a long time and keep doing that but yeah that's um I'm really excited to see where Aussie Biz Chick goes (laughs) oh I can't wait as well tell me what would you say to people who are listening and they're thinking about a side hustle or thinking about going into business what would you say to them I would say just get out of your comfort zone and don't be afraid to do that I feel like when we overthink things and we don't even try you're not even in the vicinity of actually having your dream come true if you don't even try and just step out of your comfort zone I think the hardest thing is starting because that's what's really scary but I think once you're in it just keep going and I, I've done a, an Instagram reel before where I had like two failed businesses before Aussie Biz Chick I tried to start a coconut bowl business <laughs> okay I tried <laughs> I to start that. <laughs> yeah I tried to start a drop shipping home improvement business so don't be afraid of like making mistakes and failures because you learn from those and just keep going and one will be a success and keep learning. Hire a coach if you need to help out. Do a course if you need to help out. I did two courses like um, to help me out with Aussie Biz Chick. I've downloaded, I've read so many books, right? I love reading books. I just feel like I get so much value out of them. So find what gives you value, learn and just start, just start. I love it. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you for coming on. I'm so glad that, well, I'm thrilled that I've been on the journey since the start. I feel like I've been on the journey since the start. But um, what I loved is, um, you know, I chatted with you and Luke pretty early on and you guys just bring the energy and I love that. And I love that you're a bit yin and yang, you know, Luke's, Luke's all operational on Excel spreadsheet and your sales and marketing. <laughs> I love so it. serious sometimes. I love it. But you know what? I'm just going, I'm just cheerleading you on and I hope that it continues to grow and expand in a way that's sustainable for you because that's a big thing, right? It's got to be sustainable. And if there's anything that we at Emma McQueen can do, just let us know. But thank you so much for sharing yourself with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. Yay. That's it for this episode of Tea with the Queen. If you want to contact me directly, all my details are at my website, emmamcqueen.com.au. I look forward to your company next episode. I'm Emma McQueen. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thank you for coming. 